Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, everyone. 
This is, of course, Friday, October the 2nd, 2020. And welcome to episode number 893 of the of this Mothership broadcast of the WCWS Radio Network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. This is the one and the only WCWS Revolution. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you as we get set to talk about our favorite subject of all time, that being, of course, professional wrestling. We, of course, will start things off with our wrestling news and views here segment. Of course, we'll be going to 411mania.com here this evening uh, to bring you the latest wrestling uh, news tidbits here. Also, of course, fill, of course, we are of course, filling in, as always, for our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team, King Ice. Of course, King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith and the Iceman, Jared D. Geralmo. <clears throat> also here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be bringing, we'll be, of course, uh, we'll be, of course, bringing you tonight's wrestling history and birthdays. We hope to possibly hear from the human suplex machine, John Gross. If, if not, then, of course, I'll be taking care of that here, of course, here as well. But I will go ahead and like to go ahead and mention here that uh, all here with me here at this time, it, ladies and gentlemen, of course, speaking of John, he is a member of John Gross's Sports and Pro Wrestling Incorporated Facebook page. He is, of course, a multiple title holder in our in the WWUS Trivia Championship Series, including, of course, most recent, recently the OVWUS Light Heavyweight Championship. <clears throat> and, of course, all, and of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, <clears throat> uh the man with the golden voice, of course, like you said, if you haven't heard him sing yet, we're going to try to get him to sing here at some point here down the road here one more time. Maybe try to get him to, to get him the, the song that actually prompted me to start calling him the man with the golden voice. But we'll have to work on that, and we'll let you know when we were able to do something. But in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome, of course, the soul man, Justin Lewis Fleming here with us. Justin, sir, good to have you here with us here this evening here as well. If you'd like to join myself and Justin here for, of course, a big night of wrestling talk and and other fun things we hope to plan to do tonight, please feel free, of course, to give us a call. The phone number, as always, is 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID, of course, one three eight zero five five pound the magic six numbers. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening, which, of course, in addition to our news and views and history and birthdays tonight, we, hope, of course, will be bringing you some of our thoughts and opinions as to tonight's edition of SmackDown. Of course, once again, just like Raw, the aftermath of Clash of Champions. Uh, of course, see how everything turned out, of course, in that respect. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be also getting in, uh, getting in, of course, picks for, of course, Sunday night's NXT TakeOver 31 event. Only five matches, of course, uh, but, of course, we hope to... We give you, of course, uh, our folks, our guys, personal thoughts and opinions on how each match, how they feel each match is going to end up turning up, is going to end, is going to end up. And of course, there'll be a special twist, of course, to the to to of course those who are who do get involved in the uh, prediction title challenge, of course, between our show here tonight as well as, of course, the WWUS pay per view prediction center page. And we'll talk more about all that here just here in just a little while. And, of course, some other wrestling extras and other fun stuff here will be coming up here tonight as well. I see now it is, of course, now 9.22 p.m. Eastern Time. Of course, on Friday, October 2nd, 2020, let us go ahead and take care of the latest wrestling news and views here, courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. 
course, we do thank our friends at 411mania.com for allowing us here in the WWUS Radio Network to for allowing us to read their stories on all of our shows, of course, in addition to, of course, uh, Revolution, of course, um, talking about Wolfpack, also, of course, uh, Raw Radio, as well as Outside the Ropes, WWS Power Hour, also WWS This Morning, among others. Let's go ahead and get you, of course, we're going to bring you like over, try to bring you a boatload of stories here, of course, here tonight. First story comes in here from Jeremy Thomas. As WWE is reportedly, in addition to, to reportedly taking over the Twitch accounts, of their superstars. They're reportedly taking over their cameo accounts as well. Let's give you this story right here. And not too surprising news considering the last couple of days, WWE is taking over talents, cameo accounts, as well as their Twitch accounts. Wrestling Inc. reports that WWE is having talents sign agreements to turn over their cameo accounts to the company, similar to how they are taking control of talents, Twitch accounts in about four weeks. According to the site, the agreements are awarded, to, are awarded to state that talent affirms WWE as their authorized representative and that Cameo should make all payments and compensations to WWE. Cameo will not be made a party in any dispute between the talent and WWE and that the authorization can be canceled at, at any time, only if the account is canceled. Andrew Yang, of course, the former presidential candidate, stated earlier on Friday that he'd been told by WWE talent that the company was forcing them to sign new agreements in order to sign over their Twitch accounts. WWE will own the accounts, which includes accounts under talent's real names. Talent will receive a percentage of the revenue, which counts against their downside guarantees. So apparently, like I said, they're they're kind of... uh, they're kind of, of course, like I said, weighing down on a lot of this. I mean, I'm not sure what this is stemming from, but obviously, um, um, but apparently, of course, like I said, Vince McMahon apparently, like I said, is just feel like they're, I'm sure they're feeling like he's getting more and more stricter each and every time here. Uh, an update on a on a story here, as apparently, of course, there is more on the WWE, WWE talent frustration over the Twitch takeovers and streaming expected to be a required duty. Uh, the original story, of course, was that uh, 411 Mania reported this last night that WWE is reportedly set to take over the Twitch accounts of the wrestlers on the roster, with each wrestler earning a percentage of what they would normally get. According to the latest Wrestling Observer newsletter, talent are said to be livid at the decision but weren't going to speak out about it. One of the biggest reasons talent are upset is that the percentage they earn will count against their downside guarantees. Since there are no house shows right now, talent are relying on their downside guarantees and merchandise sales for income. The concern is that instead of getting extra revenue from their Twitch accounts and other things, they'll just get their usual downside numbers with the Twitch percentage taken away from what it would normally be. The concern is that they would essentially be earning nothing from Twitch that they would earn, they, they wouldn't earn if they didn't have Twitch. Talent contractors said that they were aware of it, and it was true, while others said they were given an email about terminating all third-party business relationships with the deadline being today. Some were not aware of the change for Twitch and Cameo accounts, telling that they heard this from other talent that hadn't heard it themselves. It was previously stated that talent was cleared to use Twitch and Cameo but they couldn't make money off of their WWE names. Talent believed WWE initially backed off of their approach to third-party platforms after Andrew Yang rallied 
uh, against a company saying that if Democrats win the election, he'd use his influence looking to the talent being labeled as independent contractors. Talent reportedly believe, reportedly believe that the company doesn't want to deal with the talent <clears throat> uh, not being employees, even though they are, or having the government looking to mislabel, mislabeling it and the consequences that could come from that. One talent said, this is amazing because it's, because it's really going to open up the independent contractor issue, all these smart turners surrounding Vince, and this is the battle he wants. Here is the updated story here. It's a long one, but we're going to bring it here to you. New reports are coming out with additional details on talent reactions to WWE's plan to take over their both Twitch and Cameo accounts. Fightful Select and PW Insider have both published reports with reactions from people backstage in WWE after the news that WWE informed talent they would be taking ownership of their Twitch accounts in about four weeks. According to Fightful, the responses are all over the map with one prominent star saying that they weren't concerned because WWE takes care of them on a financial level and that their schedule had not allowed them to do much with Cameo anyway. The roster members did say he understood other people's reaction. Meanwhile, several roster members have said that the new changes mean they are not likely to see any additional money due to the fact that many basic show payoffs have been cannibalized due, due to WWE's talent having higher downside guarantees than in past years. As was noted, the Twitch revenue that talent receives from WWE will count against that guarantee. Another top name says that they do not they do not stream themselves but want to be involved in projects that friends and family members want to promote, and that they aren't certain now that these new now that now these new that these new roles affect them. They said there was in quotation marks a lot of frustration from the roster because Cameo and Twitch are not outlined in their contracts. Talent is all getting different bits of information at different times, which is different from past announcements when the news would be delivered to everyone at once through the Talent Relations app. Nearly all the talent FIFO spoke to said they would not sign a new deal or opt-in if it was presented to them, and no one on the main roster believed that anyone would get fired over it. As of yet, no no one FIFO has spoken to has been forced to sign a new deal. Meanwhile, PW Insider is reporting much of the same, with varied levels of frustration from talent, some are frustrated because they were encouraged to build their own brand and they are now losing the independence that they were able to build said brands on. Others are not happy that they were told as long as the accounts were maintained under their real life names, it wouldn't be an issue. Only have the company go back on that. There is frustration from some that they are losing the income they used to support them and know that once WWE takes over, their Twitch, Twitch efforts won't be as lucrative for them ever again. Several people have made a lot of money even with Twitch's cut being taken out, and that will vanish under the new system. PW Insider notes that the most common thread that they have been told in terms of frustration is that talent is not realizing that they would be required to stream and appear on Twitch as part of their WWE contracts. They have apparently been told that even if they chose to close down their personal accounts instead of allowing WWE to take them, they would still be required to appear and stream as part of a plan large-scale Twitch presence by WWE. Once this system is in place, it will be just another appearance for the company, like like a signing event or a house show, and it will turn into another part of their duties as part of their downside guarantee. In terms of WWE side of things, the side notes that the move is an attempt to close the loophole that online platforms caused where there was money being left on the table by the company. WWE has lost revenue from things like live events and VIP signings due to the pandemic, and even when even with their TV rights deals, 
making them more pro making them more profitable than ever. That that they are expected as a publicly traded company to find ways to be more and more profitable. The talent side appreciated uh, Twitch as a way that they could do their own thing, be themselves, and make money. And now it will be replaced by a version where they have to stream under rules and guidelines set by WWE. Spending the same amount of time and effort, but losing money and a sense and a sense of satisfaction in building their own success. So it's almost like WWE is kind of taking them. Sorry about that there, folks. Uh, someone was buzzing me through another source here. So, so it looks like WWE pretty much is just... Uh, okay. And Justin is, is going to give us a report here on uh, some stuff going on here on SmackDown here coming up here in a few minutes. Uh, thank you very much for that, Justin. Um, um, we'll, we'll talk about that here in just a few moments. But it looks like WWE is kind of taking a lot of things hostage and all that, and, and of course, obviously, uh, of course, I'm not a, I'm not I'm not a big part of that of, of, of either one of those accounts here anyway. Uh, sorry about that. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, for just one for one second here. We'll get to our next story here. Uh, someone here apparently that does not realize that I am taking care of some business here. And Jeremy Thomas, of course, has our next story right here. As apparently Joey Ryan files a lawsuit against another sexual assault accuser. Uh, of course, we talked a little bit about this on Wolfpack last night. Let's give you this heads up about this right here. Joey Ryan isn't letting up on his lawsuits against his sexual assault accusers, filing a third lawsuit this week. As reported earlier this week, Ryan filed two lawsuits against women who accused him of sexual misconduct compromising four named women and ten Jane Doe's. Now PW Insider reports that Ryan filed a third lawsuit on September the 30th. This suit was filed before the United States District and Central Court of California on September 30th and names a woman from Canada as a defendant. The lawsuit, similar to the previous two, includes a lot of background on Ryan and his career as well as his social media. It states that the woman alleged on Twitter that Ryan committed sexual assault and sexual battery on her in a manner that would be considered a felony, that she was forced by Ryan to engage in sexual acts with Ryan, force meaning the use of fear, threat, and intimidation. Ryan further alleges that the woman, as well as former WWE developmental talent Ryan Nemeth, of course the brother of, of course, man we know is Dolph Ziggler, encouraged violence to be committed against Ryan. Nemeth is not named in the lawsuit. It goes on to deny that anything non-consensual that ever transpired between Ryan and the accuser. The lawsuit stated that the, that the women was fully aware that publishing the defamatory statements described above 
would reach the eyes and ears of at least hundreds to thousands of persons and that it did so causing a negative effect on Ryan as a professional wrestler and wrestling promoter. Uh, Ryan alleges that the woman intended that the defamatory statements would prevent him from practicing as a professional wrestler and further wrestling promotions. Ryan says that the accusations injured his ability to perform and exposed him to hatred, contempt, ridicule, and sham, ostracized him from his California and virtual community, and harmed his personal and professional reputation. This resulted in financial harm. Ryan is asking for a jury trial and $200,000 and $200, per month in economic damages starting uh, starting on that was started on uh, of course June 21st 2020 based on his loss of revenue from performing as a professional wrestler loss of merchandise sales the shuttering of his bar wrestling promotion the loss of cameo and twitch revenue and loss of other revenue streams he's also seeking five million dollars in non-economic damages as well as an injunction permanently restraining and enjoining defendant making and publishing her allegations as well as ordering her to retract him to direct any and all websites that defend that the defendant posted the defamatory statements to delete the statements and pay for his legal fees so obviously uh uh so apparently ladies and gentlemen this whole thing does continue on here with joey ryan we'll keep you informed of course if we have any uh updates here as well Apparently, ladies and gentlemen, we have uh, another story here from Jeremy Thomas. As apparently a new trial date is set in the lawsuit over Randy Orton's tattoos. Now, this is this is the first time we've heard about this. Let's read this. A new trial date is official for the lawsuit filed by Randy Orton's one-time tattoo artist over her works included in the WWE 2K game series. PW Insider reports that due to the pandemic, the trial will now kick off on February 16, 2021, before the U.S. District Court, Southern District of Illinois, at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. As previously reported, the judge in the case ruled that Catherine Alexander's work was copied by WWE and Take-Two Interactive Software for the game, and that a jury trial will determine if the copying rises to the level of copyright infringement. Alexander says that she did not give WWE Take-Two Interactive Software, 2K Games, 2K Sports, Visual Concepts Entertainment, Ukes Company, or Ukes LA, permission to use the tattoos, which include the tribal tattoos on Orton's forearm, a Bible verse on his arm, a dove, a rose, and a skull. So, of course, ladies and gentlemen, there's, so apparently we won't find out about, about this until about February. Um... Uh, of course, we'll find out. We'll of course find out something about that in February. Of course, if whether or not she will, she is going to get any compensation for that. Jeremy Thomas has this story right here, as WWE reported considering having friends and family in the audience for the NXT Takeover show. It appears that the WWE may have a certain number of people in the crowd for NXT Takeover 31. According to a new report, FIFA Select reports that several talents in WWE and people close to town have said that requests were being made to bring fans, friends, and family to the show on Sunday and were asked on Friday afternoon to recommend names. WWE is reportedly moving to the, to the Performance Center for NXT and 205 Live tapings. 
started with takeover, though the company has yet to officially confirm that takeover. Though the company has yet to officially confirm that, but takeover streams on, of course, the WWE Network, of course, on Sunday. So we'll definitely find out, of course, if in fact that is that does that is, of course, true here as well. Uh, Jeremy Thomas has this story here tonight. Has some new details on why NXT is moving away from taping at Full Sail University. Let's go ahead and bring this here to you. A new report has some details on why WWE is apparently moving NXT from Full Sail University and will tape at the WWE Performance Center for the time being. As noted last night, WWE reported set to return to the to the to the uh, excuse me to the Performance Center for NXT and 205 Live starting with NXT TakeOver 31 on Sunday. According to Russell Inc., the move is an amicably split from full sale, and the door is open for them to return. The site reports that the main reason for the move is that NXT isn't using full sale students at their tapings, which they've previously done for things like camera personnel and production assistants. Full sale students who are taking classes had the opportunity to shadow NXT crew and learn aspects of what they do. NXT is currently a closed set featuring only WWE personnel and Full Sail is not allowing fans to attend live events on campus for the foreseeable future. In addition, the school has partially reopened for in-person learning and with NXT using some of the conference rooms. They sometimes could come into contact with students in passing. The idea of keeping the roster and crew as the only people using the facilities and avoiding contact to minimize risk was a factor in the decision. This also allows NXT to make a decision when they want to allow fans on their own and means they won't have to coincide with full sales decisions. So, so of course, this is, uh, this is getting much, much bigger as we all, as, as we all think here. So, uh, of course, we move to the end to, to the, to an independent story right here. Uh, as Jeremy Thomas posted this at uh, AAW Alive results here for from last night, Ace Austin and Madman Fulton win the tag team titles, of course, and more. Here, here it is right here. AAW held their latest show on Thursday with AAW Alive, featuring the crowning of new tag team champions in Ace Austin and Madman Fulton, plus more. Here is the results right here per Fightful. The Heritage Championship uh, Hakeem uh, Zane uh, retained the title over Travis Titan and um, Jake something. That's that. That's his name. Jake something defeated uh, Karam. Uh, of course, uh, uh, they tweeted on this for for this wrestler named Jake something. Of course, on uh, on AAW's Twitter account says he has answered Karam's open challenge and the match is now of course underway. At Jake something at Karam Pro uh, Karam Pro underscore. Also, a, a women's match apparently. Elena Black defeated Sky Blue, and Matthew Justice defeated Manders. Another on their Twitter account in the fourth match of hashtag AEW underscore Live. Uh, Matt Justice defeats the one called Manders after a dive off a scissor lip through a table. At Thrash Justice. At uh, one called underscore Manders at Fight TV. 
Also, Top Flight, who was Airwolf and Angel Dorado and Gringo Loco, defeated Ace Perry, Steven Wolf, and Trey Miguel, of course, in a, I believe this was a six-man tag team match that they had here last night. Uh, Trey Miguel has arrived at hashtag AAW underscore live as Steven Wolf's uh, mystery tag team partner at the Trey Miguel. Also, High End defeated Christy James. And, of course, as we said, AAW uh, Tag Team Champions, uh, Ace, uh, of course, Ace Austin and Man Man Fulton defeated the team, defeated the, the former champions, besties in the world, who was Davey Vega and Matt Fitchett, to win the belts. The winner, of course, according to their Twitter account once again, the winners and new AAW Tag Team Champions defeating the besties in the world. Of course, they're talking about the duo of Ace Austin and Man Man Fulton. Hashtag. AAW underscore alive at the underscore ace underscore Austin at Fulton World at Fight TV. And also, of course, the AAW uh, heavyweight title, Mance Warner uh, retained over Jake Christ. Of course, uh, let's see. And okay, okay. So that's all we've got there, of course, here for that. Of course, our, our next story here, uh, folks, let's see what we have here. We're going back here, of course, obviously. Uh, uh, Blake Lavelle posted a story here. Of course, Andrew Yang is claiming that WWE talent is being forced to sign new contracts that include Twitch obligations. As previously reported, the, the WWE third-party policy for its talent isn't exactly a big hit backstage. Well, according to former presidential candidate Andrew Yang, who has been outspoken about WWE's new policy, there may be a good reason for the frustrations. Yang stated on Twitter that he has heard from talent within the company that wrestlers are being forced to sign new contracts that include Twitch obligations. He notes that rather than Twitch being an optional platform for talent to use on their own time, it will now essentially become a work duty that requires talent to stream or face penalties for not doing so. Hearing from talent that WWE is forcing performers to sign new contracts that include that include uh, Twitch streaming on Twitch will become a work obligation, and if talent doesn't stream, they will forego earnings, be suspended, or face penalties. Doesn't sound like independent contractors, wrote Andrew Yang. WWE is reportedly set to take control of the Twitch accounts in about four weeks, with the company owning the accounts while giving a percentage of the revenue to the talents. And this is what, uh, the, the, of course, of course, what I just said right here. Of course, this is from Andrew Yang's uh, Twitter account. Here it says, hearing from talent that WWE is forcing performers to sign new contracts that include Twitch streaming on Twitch, which like I said will become a work obligation. And if talent doesn't stream, it will forego earnings, be suspended, or face penalties. Doesn't sound like independent contractors. So apparently, like I said here, Vincent Mann, of course, like I said, is trying to grab the bull by the horns here in this case. But I'm sure that the Bulls will probably going to start fighting back here and try to take Vince down at some point down the road. Um, speaking of Vince, Joseph Lee has this story here. As apparently Vince McMahon was reportedly more inaccessible than usual at Monday Night Raw this week. As 411 Mania previously reported, there was a lot of last-minute rewrites on Monday's episode of Raw, but many of the talents unaware of what they were going to do until, do until after 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
According to the Russian Observer Newsletter, Vince McMahon was said to be more inaccessible than usual during the planning of Monday's Raw. McMahon and Raw creative team reported didn't sit down and start writing the show until around 2 p.m. that afternoon. So it looks like Vince McMahon is probably just going to start losing it, losing it sometime here, folks. And I think he may have already had. But that's just my personal opinion. Uh, Joseph Lee, of course, here has, has of course, as our next story here, as apparently we now have the ratings breakdown for this week's editions of both AEW Dynamite and, of course, NXT. I do believe JD did, did, did of course, talk about this last night, but I will go over it. I will, of course, go over it here, and, and of course, um, I will go over here, of course, here, and uh, some just a little bit of detail. We won't go into everything, but I'll just go into, of course, uh, just just a just a little bit of story here. As Sport Living Mania reported yesterday, AEW Dynamite managed to defeat NXT this week, although both shows saw viewership increases in spite of stiff competition. Dynamite had 866,000 viewers and a 0.33 rating against NXT, 732,000 viewers and a 0.19 rating. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter has a comprehensive breakdown of the numbers, including what each show did quarter by quarter. Believe it or not, AEW was number 11 for the night behind five baseball-related programs, also South Park, as well as four new shows. If you go with strictly entertainment shows, it was number two. TNT was fourth in primetime behind Comedy Central, ESPN, and Fox News. NXT came in at number 50 overall. AEW was up 5.2% in viewers, 9.3% in the key 18 to 49 demographic, and 11.6% in 18 to 34 demographic. AEW had 74,000 viewers in males 18 to 34, which was down 2.6%, 65,000 in women. 18 to 34, up 1.6%. 206,000 viewers in was males 35 to 49, which was up 12%. And 83,000 in women 35 to 49, which is down 3.5%. NXT had uh, 42,000 viewers in males 18 to 34, which was up 7.7%. 35,000 folks, uh, 35,000 viewers in women. 18 to 34, which was up 16.7%, and 102,000 in men, 35 to 49, up 4.1%, and 68,000 in women, 35 to 49, which is up 7.9%. And of course, if you wanted to check out the quarter by quarter breakdowns for both AEW and NXT, they're on this page if you want to, of course, check that out. One story that's been dominating, of course, here, uh, uh, of course, they put this, of course, under a wrestling. Related story here uh, with, of course, this gentleman obviously, of course, was uh, was did have something at one point to do with uh, with with wrestling at one point. But Joseph Lee posted this story here, of course, as the as a as, of course, WWE Hall of Famer and our current president of the United States, Donald Trump, has tested positive for the virus. Yes, I will read this. In a post on his Twitter account, President Donald Trump, who also happens to be a member of the WWE Hall of Fame, announced that he and First Lady Melania Trump have tested positive for the virus. He wrote on his he wrote uh, he wrote on his Twitter account here tonight. Melania and I have tested positive for the virus. We will begin our quarantine recovery process immediately. We will get through this together. 
The president has had a turbulent year in regards to his handling of the virus, which has sparked controversy on multiple occasions. CNN has added that he has shown mild symptoms of the virus, although Melena noted on her own Twitter account last night that they were feeling good. Of course, as you know, Trump was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2013 and is perhaps most remembered for his appearance at WrestleMania 23 in the Battle of the Billionaires against Vince McMahon with, of course, Bobby Lashley, who was the ECW champion at the time, and the late Umaga, who was the Intercontinental champion at the time, representing the two folks. Donald Trump posted on his Twitter account today, of course, as I said tonight, at FLOT, U.S. First Lady of the United States, and I tested positive for the virus. We will begin this quarantine and recovery process immediately. We will get through this together. And that was on his personal Twitter account. So, And that's, of course, as I said, the reason why it was considered a wrestling story. Okay. And our last story here coming in from 411 Mania from Joseph Lee. Of course, there's even more on the backstage reputation of, of course, Harold May in New Japan Pro Wrestling, and said, who was said to be decisive. As, of course, 411 Mania reported yesterday, there are multiple possible reasons for New Japan Pro Wrestling President Harold May's exit from the company on October 23rd. These range from promising and failing to deliver a revenue of $200 million to the loss of American TV and American talent. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that May has a, had a reputation among the American talent, at least, of being decisive. He was said to be disliked by them as time went by, even after, even after making a good first impression. There were said to be bitterness with how he handled the talent from AEW. Of course, talking about Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes, Adam Page, the Young Bucks, leaving New Japan Pro Wrestling to start their own company. All of them felt loyal to New Japan, but didn't feel that was mutual. Only a few New Japan Pro Wrestling officials were told in late 2018 that the group was leaving. In addition to that, Cody, Page, and the Bucks tried to set up meetings about New Japan Pro Wrestling and AEW working together, but they were shot down. They were then all pulled from New Year's Dash, and eventually Omega was as well. This treatment reportedly soured the relationship between all parties as well as having them all lose when they wanted to work together in the future. And is why we never saw an alliance between the companies. Of course, even Chris Harrington of AEW also tried to work out a deal with the company at one point. The belief was that the group, except Omega, was expendable, and they didn't believe Omega would go as well since he since he lived in Japan. They felt that AEW wouldn't do well as it had no had no track record and it was run by wrestlers. They also felt that Tony Khan needed to come to them if he wanted to establish a working relationship. This all happened under May's watch and believed that it hurt his reputation backstage. His track record with finance for the most part was said to be good, even if he set a goal that could not be achieved. The company was still able to survive the pandemic largely because of Russell Kingdom being split over two nights, which was his idea. He was also the one that got Kota Ibushi to sign long-term and not leave for AEW. However, there was a general feeling that he didn't understand wrestling, even if he was a fan. Some wrestlers felt that he didn't view the wrestlers as individual talents. May's exit was reportedly not a surprise and had been in the works for some time, even if the date wasn't expected. One source who has business ties with AEW said, My big takeaway is Obari taking over. I don't think it takes much looking to see that the U.S. strategy for the last couple of, of years has been haphazard and that's being generous. So on one hand, I'm surprised he's elevated because the track record is not successful in the least, 
And on the other hand, I am not surprised at all that he's that he's given that at all given. He's always felt like the heir apparent to an extent. In retrospect, he feels like they made him CEO of New Japan Pro Wrestling America just so he had CEO on his resume when May inevitably left. I don't know what made Bushiroad let him go, said another Japanese insider with extensive knowledge of the inner workings of the company. There was a very serious power game between TV Ashai, Bushiroad, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Who, and who knows what actually happened must be limited to a few key people. Another note, another note that the shares that May gave up, gave up should have been a clue. While yet another source denied all the speculation about the reason for his departure, simply saying that his high salary was to blame. He also claimed that May was blindsided with the news. Finally, a source noted that in addition to May's reputation among American wrestlers, he was also responsible for Chris Jericho not returning due to Jericho's asking price. Other people in charge may not stick by that, so Jericho and other high-priced talent could return at some point. One AEW source said of a possible relationship, no idea, we want to, but he was an idiot when it came to understanding the business. Hopefully things will change now. So, of course, we'll have to see what all, we'll have to see how it all pans out here, folks. And there you have it there, of course, ladies and gentlemen, with, of course, the latest, uh, with the latest, of course, wrestling news and views here, of course, here, courtesy of our friends at 411 Mania. And, of course, I'm filling in tonight, of course, as always, filling in for King Ice, our 2017 Hall of Fame news tag team. Of course, King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith and the Iceman, Jared D. Geralmo. Of course, they bring all the news that's fit to print here in the, WCW, in, in the WCWS radio network. And, of course, if the news doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And, of course, in GTS's case, Super Glove and Duct Tape, you cannot beat that old-fashioned combination, nor have we ever tried to do so for the past five years. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and take care of your wrestling history and birthdays here, of course, here for today, uh, October the 2nd. So let me go ahead and get that here underway here. Uh, so give us just one second here while we... Uh, we, of course, get that here as well. Justin actually get, has given us a little bit of an update right now on uh, on, on SmackDown here. I'm sure we, we've been talking about, of course, the mystery woman. The vignettes have been doing about the mystery woman, of course, not, not showing her face and everything. One superstar that they have speculated that it could be, could, it was Carmella. And apparently, ladies and gentlemen, uh, according to according to Justin, of course, from what he has just now noticed, we were all we were, of course, 100% correct uh, all along. It was the speculation was correct here. It was indeed Carmella, who was the mystery uh, the mystery woman here. So, um, so we'll get more updates about that here coming up here in a few minutes. But we do. I do thank the soul man, Justin Lewis Fleming, for bringing that to our attention here tonight. And now, of course, folks, let's go ahead and go to our wrestling, uh, to our, of course, uh, history and birthdays here for today, October the October the second. Here, uh, let's see here. Yes. On this date in 1993, Eastern Championship Wrestling presented NWA Bloodfest Part 2. 
In a featured bout, Sabu defeated Shane Douglas to win the NWA ECW Heavyweight title. In the show's main event, of course, Public Enemy, and of course, the late Johnny Grunge and Flyboy Rocco Rock defeated Ian and Axel Rotten and also the team of Bad Company, who was Paul Diamond and Pat Tanaka, in a three-team steel cage match. Also on this show, Tommy Dreamer makes his ECW debut in a loss to the Tasmaniac, who, of course, we would know a little bit later on as simply Taz. Yes. On this date here, a couple of events took place here in... Uh, in... Um, um, a, a couple of notes here, of course, took place here in, on this day in 1999. Let's go ahead and bring in the first one here. Uh, Psychosis is awarded the WCW Cruiserweight title. Lenny Lane, who was, of course, the champion at the time, was pulled from WCW programming by Turner Management over the controversially gay character. So it was because of, uh, because of that particular uh, reason right there, obviously. And another thing that took place on this day, 1999, the WWF presented the UK exclusive Rebellion from the National Indoor Arena in Birmingham, England. I've noticed this is the last WWF event that Vince Russo booked. He remained in the States, finalizing his deal, relief for WCW the weekend of that show. The event was made available for U.S. audiences on video cassette in December. Here are the matches that took place at this event. Uh, in a pre-show dark match, Christian defeated Crash Holly. As for the remainder of the card, Jeff Jarrett defeated D'Lo Brown to retain the IC title. The Godfather defeated Gangrel. Val Venus defeated Mark Henry. Ivory defeated Louis Vachon, Tory, and Jacqueline in a four-corners match to retain the women's title. Chris Jericho defeated the Road Dog. China defeated Jeff Jarrett. Kane defeated the Big Show in a no-DQ match. The British Bulldog defeated X-Pac. Edge and Christian defeated the Acolytes and the Hollies uh, in a triangle match, and Triple H defeated the Rock in a steel cage match to retain the WWF title. On this date here in 2000, on Monday Nitro from San Francisco, California, Booker T defeated Jeff Jarrett to win the vacated WCW World Heavyweight title in a San Francisco 49ers match. The title was won the previous week by Vince Russo against Booker in a cage match, but Russo vacated the title at the beginning of the show. The match is immortalized in the Russell Crap Hall of Fame. And, of course, also a GIF a GIF as well, of course, in that if you want to go back and take a look at that. Uh, on this date here, let me see. Let me, let me see. In 2006, on Monday Night Raw from Topeka, Kansas, Jeff Hardy defeated Johnny Nitro, of course, we now know him as John Morrison, to win the Intercontinental title. Uh, <clears throat> also on this date here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's see here. In 2007, John Cena is diagnosed with a torn right pectoral muscle by Dr. James Andrews. The tear occurred during a botched hip toss in a match with Mr. Kennedy the previous night. The injury ends Cena's 380-day run as WWE champion, at the time the longest championship run of the modern era and the sixth longest in company history. Though the timetable for his return was an estimated six to eight months, he returned about four months later and he won the 2008 
Royal Rumble match. <clears> on <throat> this date here, let's see. In 2011, WWE, WWE presented Hell in a Cell from the New Orleans Arena in New Orleans, Louisiana. 9,400 people were in attendance with 182,000 homes watching on pay-per-view, down 210,000 the previous year. The show featured surprisingly the first three-way Hell in a Cell match in company history. Here are the matches that took place. And, of course, in a dark match here, we have Daniel Bryan defeating JTG by submission. As for the remainder of the, of the card, Sheamus defeated Christian. Uh, Sin Cara Azul, which, of course, was uh, Azul, of course, is blue in Spanish, defeated Sin Cara Negro. Of course, as you know, that is black. Uh, yes. So no disrespect intended, but I'm just saying what that means in Spanish. Uh, the team known as Air Boom, of course, Evan Bourne and Kofi Kingston, defeated Jack Swagger and Dolph Ziggler to retain the tag team titles. Mark Henry defeated Randy Orton in a Hell in a Cell match to retain the World Heavyweight title. Cody Rose defeated John Morrison to retain the Intercontinental title. Beth Phoenix defeated Kelly Kelly to win the Divas title. And Alberto Del Rio defeated CM Punk and John Cena in a triple threat match to win the WWE title. Uh, let's see here. Uh, yes, also on this date here in 2011, at Shimmer Volume 44 from Berwyn, Illinois, cheerleader Melissa defeated Madison Eagles to win the Shimmer title. The win ended Madison Eagles' 539-day run as champion. Melissa became just the fourth Shimmer champion in the, in the four-year history of the promotion. On the same show, the night Dynasty K N I G H T explodes, and Brittany and Brittany Knight, of course, we now of course know her as Paige in the WWE, defeated her mother Soraya in a no DQ match. Uh, let's see here. Da, 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 da. On this day here, 2012, WWE WWE, excuse me, taped the first episode of the show main event for Ion Television from the BOK Center in Tulsa, Oklahoma. In the featured bout, David, the champion, of course, CM Punk, defeated World Heavyweight Champion Sheamus in a champion versus champion non-title match. Uh, of course, a uh, birthday to talk about here is we wish a very happy 51st birthday to Purisau legend Jun Akiyama, a multi-sport athlete in his younger, younger days, he concentrated on wrestling after high school, eventually joining an amateur wrestling team. The team produced other outstanding pro wrestlers, including Ricky Choshu, Hiroshi Hase, and Manubu Nakanishi. His success in the amateur ranks caught the eye of all Japan pro wrestling scouts, and he would join the company in September 1992. By the next year, he became a tag team specialist, often teaming with Takeo Omori. His biggest success in the tag ranks came with Mitsuhara Masawa, winning the All-Japan Tag Titles in 1996 and reaching the finals of the World's Strongest Tag Determination League in 1996 and 1997, losing both years to the Holy Demon Army, who was Akira Taui and Toshiaki Kawada. In 1998, Akiyama formed Bernie with his first-ever professional opponent, Kenta Kobayashi. The duo would win the Tag Titles twice and win the World's Strongest Tag Determination League in 1998 in 1999. In 2000, Akiyama was part of the mass exodus of all Japan, joining pro wrestling NOAA. 
He quickly established himself as a major player for the new company, winning both falls in Noah's first main event, choking out Kenta Kobayashi in the second show, and becoming the second GHC heavyweight champion in the summer of 2001. Eventually, he would transition back to the tag circuit, winning the GHC tag titles with Akitoshi Saido. In 2004, he created the GHC Openweight Hardcore title. This, in combination with exhibiting odd behavior, made him a main eventer once again, eventually winning the GHC Heavyweight title in, June, in January 2006. Akiyama would win it a third time in 2009, but was forced to vacate the title due to injury. He would wrestle sporadically for about the next year or so while struggling with back injuries and dealing with post-traumatic stress syndrome following the death of Mitsuhara Masawa. While competing for pro wrestling Noah in October 2011, Akiyama finally won the one prize that eluded him, which was the All Japan Triple Crown title. Early in the next year, he and Saito would add another GHC tag team title to their trophy case. Akiyama would hold the All Japan Triple Crown for another for about 10 months before losing it in another five minutes to Masakatsu Funaki in August 2012. It would be his last battle of significance for Noah as he decided to leave the company when his contract expired. His decision was made official in late December, but not before working one last match as Mr. Christmas, defeating Atushi Akoi. <clears throat> Akiyama would return to the company for Kenta Kobayashi's retirement bout in May 2013. In 2013, Akiyama, along with Akoi, Joshi Ozaki, Kotaro Suzuki, and Yoshinobu Kanimaru all rejoined All Japan and reformed Burning, and it didn't take long for them to dominate. In March, Akiyama and Shiozaki won the All Japan Tag Titles. Akiyama won that summer's Champion Carnival, earning him an All Japan Triple Crown Championship match, but would lose the title bout to Sawama. The group would all sign exclusive deals to All Japan after Keiji Muto led a second mass exodus of the roster in July, but the good times would end there. After losing the tag titles to Joe Doring and Sawama, Aoki, Shiozaki, and Suzuki all left the stable. In July 2014, Akiyama became the president of All Japan Pro Wrestling. He's also the company's representative director and co-head booker, and he, of course, as of 2016, he was still work, still wrestling. Akiyama and Takeo Amore won the All Japan World Tag Team titles twice in 2014. And, la and of course, in, 20 in 2015, Akiyama claimed his second All Japan Triple Crown title from Akibono uh, in, <clears throat> in September of, two of 2016. Akiyama appeared for Wrestle 1. The promotion started by Keiji Mudo in the wake of the All Japan Exodus of 2013, teaming with Naoya Nomura and Yuma Aoyagi. Aoi Agi to defeat Mudo, Koji Doi, and Kumagoro. Akiyama is credited with innovating the Blue Thunder Driver and a variation of the Wrist Clutch Exploder Suplex. He has participated in seven five-star rated bouts by Wrestling Observer Newsletter and won the publication's Match of the Year Award in 1996 and 2004 and was ranked one of the world's top ten wrestlers by Pro Wrestling Illustrated in 2012. Today, ladies and gentlemen, would have been the 54th birthday birthday of Rodney Agatupu Anoi, Anoi, 
best known to wrestling fans as the late Yokozuna. Born in San Francisco, he grew up in the famed wrestling family and was trained by his uncles, the Wild Samoans. After wrestling in Japan and Mexico as the great Kakina, he entered the AWA as Samoan superstar Kakina Maximus, managed by Sheik Adan El Kasi. He is, he is an AWA lore, lore for breaking the leg and ending the career of Greg Ganya. On Halloween 1992, he debuted in the WWF as Japanese sumo wrestler Yokozuna under the management, of course, of Mr. Fuji. As Yokozuna, he was pushed as a monster heel in every sense of the word. At Survivor Series, he easily defeated Virgil. Two months later, he defeated Coco Beware on the first Monday Night Raw. He eliminated a match-high seven competitors, last eliminating Randy Savage to win the 1993 Royal Rumble match and with it in a WWF title match at WrestleMania 9. Yokozuna was in the first few months was rarely knocked off his feet. Only Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, and Savage were able to do so in his first six months in the company. At WrestleMania 9, Yokozuna defeated Bret Hart to win the title, only to lose the title just two minutes later to Hulk Hogan. Hogan would not defend the title in his two and a half months as champion, losing it back to Yokozuna at King of the Ring, at this point, he weighed about 570 pounds. He entered the WWF at 505 pounds with, ironically, a leg drop. With Yokozuna and Fuji claiming they ended Hulkamania, in reality, Hogan had indeed left the company to pursue an acting career. They issued a body slam challenge on the 4th of July after dozens of amateur professional athletes tried unsuccessfully. Lex Luger arriving via helicopter did so. This established Luger as the next man up for Yokozuna's title. Luger would go on to defeat Yokozuna at SummerSlam, but of course it was by countout. Despite being Luger's one and only shot at the belt, the two would feud for most of the, of the remainder of the year. Yokozuna feuded with The Undertaker during the holiday season and into 1994, culminating in a casket match at the Royal Rumble event. With the help of a dozen competitors and a broken urn, Yokozuna defeated The Undertaker. At the same show, Bret Hart and Lex Luger co-won the Royal Rumble match establishing both men as challengers for the title at WrestleMania 10. While Luger got disqualified in his title bout with Yokozuna, Bret Hart defeated the behemoth to win the title. With Yokozuna champ Yokozuna's championship days behind him, he tagged with Crush for a few months before finishing his feud with The Undertaker, this time with the dead man defeating Yokozuna in a casket match. Yokozuna wrestled sporadically into WrestleMania 11 when he was revealed as a surprise tag team partner of Owen Hart. Together, they knocked off the Smoking Guns to win the tag team titles. They would hold the titles until In Your House 3 triple header in September when Shawn Michaels and Diesel defeated them for the titles, of course, sort of. Of course, Davey Boy Smith subbed for Owen Hart in the match, yet it was Owen who got pinned. Michaels and Diesel were forced to return the belts the next night back to Owen and Yokozuna, but they would lose them. By the end of the hour, to the, back to the smoking guns. While Yokozuna's weight increased, his in-ring success decreased. By 1996, he ballooned to 650 pounds, and he was becoming an increasing liability. Jim Cornette tried to broker peace between Yokozuna and newcomer Vader, but it did not work out. Yokozuna turned face, retaining his original manager, Mr. Fuji, waving an American flag as opposed to a Japanese flag in his previous three years in the company, and, of course, speaking English. The two super heavyweights feuded until shortly after WrestleMania 12 when Vader broke Yokozuna's leg. In reality, it was to give Yokozuna some time off to lose weight. Post-match, Yokozuna had to be carried off on a forklift. 
Yokozuna defeated Vader at In Your House 8, Beware of Dog, but the match never aired due to a severe thunderstorm in the area. A rematch was done two nights later, this time won by Vader. Three months later, in, the, in an event eerily, eerily similar to his humiliating defeat at WrestleMania 10, Stone Cold Steve Austin defeated Yokozuna in the SummerSlam pre-show. Next night, he seemingly turned heel again, facing champion Shawn Michaels in a non-title match, but lost. After appearing at Survivor Series that November, Yokozuna was taken off TV again to lose weight. Despite losing over 100 pounds, he could not be medically cleared to wrestle and was finally released in 1998. Yokozuna's last notable appearance was in October 1999 for the infamous Heroes of Wrestling pay-per-view event. He was set to take on King Kong Bundy in a featured bout. But an intoxicated and inebriated Jake Roberts forced a change in the match with Yokozuna now at 760 pounds and getting bigger in an attempt to break the world record for heaviest pro wrestler ever, teaming with Roberts to take on King Kong Bundy and Jim Neidhart with the latter team winning. Sadly, he passed away. Uh, Yokozuna died on October 23, 2000, three weeks, of course, after his 34th birthday in Liverpool, England, while on a wrestling tour in Europe. While it was first reported that he died of a heart attack, the actual cause was pulmonary edema, a fluid acclimation in the air spaces of the lungs, at the time of his death, he weighed about 580 pounds. About his weight at the time of his WWF title win in 1993, the only man with pinfall, pinfall victories over Bret Hart and Hulk Hogan in a WWF ring was posthumously inducted into the Hall of Fame by his cousins, the Usos, in 2012. Let us see, ladies and gentlemen, if we have any other birthdays to, of course, report before we bring you before we, of course, of course, get into, of course, the meat of the meat of the uh, <clears throat> uh, the meat of the discussion here uh, tonight. Let's see. Uh, I'm sure we have a couple more folks pop that's popped on here, but we'll check here in just a few moments here. So I appreciate their patience while we, of course, double check one more thing. <clears throat> of course, uh, as we said. Happy birthdays, of course, to uh, Jun Akiyama, as well as, of course, the late Yokozuna. But let's see if we have any other birthdays to, of course, report here before we go in any any further. Uh, no, we don't. We don't have any more birthdays to talk about here tonight. So happy birthday, like I said, to Jun Akiyama and also to the late Yokozuna, of course, up there in heaven here this evening. And of course, we do thank, uh, of course, like I said, also our wrestling news and views here for tonight as well. 1 605 562 0444, caller ID 138055 pound, episode 893 of WCW US Revolution, uh, 10 17 p.m. Eastern Time. <clears throat> like we said, Friday, October 2nd, 2020. Mr. WCW US Chad Hinshaw, along with the soul man Justin Lewis Fleming. We believe that the human suppress machine John Gross is trying to make his way on, but we have not uh, we have not don't have any confirmation if he is here or not. But we do have we do uh, we do of course have uh, <clears throat> um, we do have of course someone else on the line. Justin did inform us that today would have been the 87th birthday of Waldo von Erich. Thank you very much, here, Justin. I do appreciate that. Thank you for that. Thank you. 
Uh, let me see. Let me see who that is. Yes. Okay. Now, ladies and gentlemen, of course, now we have on the line here. He is, of course, as we said, we've been saying all week, a three-time WCW U.S. Hall of Famer, also a multiple-time holder of uh, title holder in the WCW U.S. Trivia Championship Series, as well as, of course, part of the team that brings you WCW U.S. Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. <coughs> Of course, uh, of course, the reason why uh, once again he was late getting on here was because uh, he was uh, too busy getting a spanking while he was trying to wear 27 dresses at one time. Uh, of course, that is kind of a that is kind of a sad uh, a sad thing to see right there. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, of course we know we, we of course know him here affectionately, of course as simply as uh, as JD. But of course here, ladies and gentlemen, you would also know him <clears throat> better. Of course, Bob's moniker, of course, the Iceman, and his real name obviously is Jared D. Geronimo. Of course, we welcome JD to episode 893 of Revolution. JD, of course, good to have you on here with us here tonight. And JD, are you there? I guess he had to step away for just a moment, but I guess he'll be on here. Of course, here in just a, a few moments, I guess he's he may still be trying to try on some of those dresses. I don't know, but I, we'll, we'll have to wait and see here in just a few minutes. Okay. Uh, in the meantime, here, uh, but like I said, we do think that the human suplex machine, John Gross, is trying to get on here as well. Uh, we're not sure. We don't see him here, um, but uh, but uh, of course. Uh, JD, and of course, John, if you're on as well, JD and John, of course, welcome. Of course, good to have you here with us here as well tonight. Join myself and also Justin. Justin here this evening. Excuse me. Thank you. Huh, pardon me. Hmm. There's a hand that sneaks up on you like that sometimes. Okay. Um, of course, as Justin did report here just a moment ago, and I do thank you for bringing us this, this quick update right here. As we have been talking about here, of course, especially with 411 Mania and other sources, about, of course, we've been seeing a lot of these vignettes on SmackDown, as it, as it was opposed to, of course, the mystery woman we've been seeing in the vignettes, of course, on SmackDown. Some people have been speculating as to who it might be. Of course, a lot of people have been saying everybody from uh, uh, Chelsea Green to possibly even Charlotte Flair. One name that has been brought up, and, of course, Justin hasn't mentioned to us, that it has been, that it is official that the mystery woman on SmackDown is, in fact, Carmella. Because Carmella, uh, to my understanding, has not been on TV, has not been on TV at all since uh, since about April, according to a story that we read, of course, here not too long ago here um, as well. So more likely they may have been probably keeping her off TV to possibly maybe prep her for possibly doing something new with the company because we have not heard from her. Since, of course, she was still, of course, hanging out with R-Truth during the 24-7 title situation they had a while back. So we don't. So we were wondering about why we hadn't seen her for a while, but it turns out they were repackaging Carmella. Of course, apparently she is the one who has been, of course, just showing her back and her backside, I guess you can say, if you will. Um, of course, so obviously Carmella is the person 
that we have been that we have been uh, seen as, of course, the official mystery woman, of course, on SmackDown. Uh, Justin, anything else you wish to bring to our attention as far as as far as SmackDown is concerned? Anything else that, of of note that we need to find out about, please? My apologies, folks. Had to get a little something to drink right here. And, of course, just like what we expected to happen here, of course, as I'm sure probably as a result of, uh, of what happened several weeks ago and, of course, what even happened this past Sunday at Clash of Champions, that Sasha has officially challenged Bailey. I assume, Justin, that Sasha has challenged Bailey for the SmackDown women's title. Is that correct? Is that okay? That's fine. Thank you very much. Now, apparently, Sasha has challenged Bailey to a SmackDown Women's Title match. Of course, at Hell in the Cell, and also Sammy Sammy Zayn apparently retains the Intercontinental Title once again here tonight. I believe it was against Jeff Hardy, uh, and of course, and 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 Justin's opinion, the show tonight was complete garbage. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. <clears throat> And that too, yeah. There you go. Okay. Uh, thank, <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much, there. Of course, there, Justin. I appreciate that. Let's see if we've got JD or John here. JD or John, can you hear me? Well, apparently Hello. we may have. There he is. Okay. Well, we were wondering about where you were at here. We, Sorry, I, I was just talking hear... to Danny. Sorry, I was talking to Danny. Okay, and of course, what was was what was Danny spanking you or something? I mean, is that the reason why you haven't? Yes. He had this delicious paddle out and wanted to spank the monkey. Oh, you shut up, man! You <laughs> First off, I okay. got to congratulate your boys, Howard, yesterday on a job well done. Now they got a big challenge waiting them, the Miami Marlins. I mean, who would have thought the Marlins, after everything that started at the beginning of this? Baseball season, however, and after what mm -hmm. happened when we restarted baseball, now are facing the Braves, however, mind you, however, in the next round. Well, of course, like this is a big honor, big privilege for the Braves right here, big opportunity here. Been some They're time since the last two games that looked very good. I mean, I'll tell you what, I mean, that one pitcher, I forget his name, he pitched that shutout seven innings yesterday, looked really sharp. Very sharp. So, okay, thank you very Thank you very much, here, JD. Next week, we got the draft. We got the draft next week. Excellent. Okay. Very good. Very good. Uh, <clears throat> now, of course, as Justin did mention here, a couple of things that have taken place, of course, here on SmackDown. Um, it looks like John was not on here with us here at all. Apparently, we thought he was, but apparently he, he was not. Uh, apparently, two things took place here, uh, according to Justin here. Well, three things, I should say. First off, just like we all speculated here all along, the mystery woman was, in fact, indeed 
Carmella. So that's that's Yay! been confirmed. Yeah, so there you go. Second of all, that apparently just like we figured what would also happen, maybe as a result of what happened a few weeks ago, and even of course as 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 of course as as well as what happened this past Sunday at Clash of Champions, it looks like that Sasha has officially challenged Bailey to a SmackDown women's title match at Hell in a Cell. Uh, so that's going to be kind of interesting to see that. And also, uh, Justin did inform us that Sami Zayn did retain the IC title. In his personal opinion, the show tonight was garbage. Uh, JD, let's yeah, get with your. I saw it up until the uh, main event, and it was not great. I mean, it really wasn't. Again, they just continue to just write the same old bullshit every week with Bruce and Vince and everything like that. And they think that next Friday night with this draft is going to save the show. No, not at all. It just continued to suck. I mean, you had Shinsuke along with uh, Cesaro the Swiss Cyborg and Clown Shoes King Coxstein Corbin are taking on the Lucha House Party and the bro man Matt Riddle who had his hair in cornrows tonight. It was pathetic. It was just ridiculous beyond words. It was just absolutely joke. It really was. It really was. Right, right, indeed. Update right now, the Padres are up four nothing. However, with two outs to go, two outs already. Jack already pitched a pretty good game. Gave up one run in six innings, however, and six hits, striking out eight, walking to 110 pitches. 65 of them were strikes, however. But apparently, I don't know if Sandy's one pitcher got hurt or not. But uh, apparently, he only went an inning, however, and gave up one hit. Surprisingly, I don't. This was a very unusual strategy by the Padres, but. Right now, the Padres are less than an hour away from going on to face L.A., who, of course, shut out Milwaukee last night. And right now, we got an update on the Laker game. It is 70-54 right now. Anthony Davis, 15, and uh, LeBron has 14. Jimmy Butler, 11 points tonight so far. But the Lakers are now up 13, three minutes into the third. So uh, the Heat need this win desperately to try to melt down the Lakers' uh, train, if you will, and basically let them uh, drown in a puddle, no pun intended, tonight, uh, and try to tie up the series and make it a new series. But if not, if LA goes up 2-0, I hate to say this, Justin, the Lakers could uh, walk all over the heat and melt them and finish this series off once and fall. If they go up 2-0 here, it's over. It is over. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, uh, one, one thing here um, I wanted to bring up here. While you're listening here tonight, I did. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, one thing I want to bring up before we go any further, uh, as far as, of course, uh, we're going to get into, of course, our, our talk here about uh, our uh, NXT TakeOver 31, by the way, and I'll mention some more details about that in a moment. But I do have an update concerning the radio network itself. As a lot of folks, I'm sure, have noticed, that of course you know that for the for for the longest time, of course, even JD himself even knows this. That the show we have on called WWS Wrestling Debate has always been, of course, part of our lineup on Wednesday evenings. Of course, why we have three shows, of course, every Wednesday night. Well, of course, as you know, JD has been taking some time off here, even probably due to, of course. The situation where he had where they had to pull the kidney stones out of his butt. No, I'm just picking JD. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, anyway, since the kidney stone thing and all that, JD is taking some hiatus 
even, of course, passing along the hosting duties for both Wrestling Revisited and Wrestling Debate to, of course, the loose cannon should kill Cole Cephas. Uh, talking to Shaq here a little bit earlier this evening because I was kind of curious about this. This had been going on for the past couple of weeks, and I was trying to get some clarification about it. Apparently, ladies and gentlemen, we now officially have a, an official switch for one of our shows. And, of course, the show I'm referring to, obviously, of course, what I just brought up, and that is WCWS Wrestling Debate. Uh, apparently, uh, of course, every time we like to go to set it up here, ends up getting moved to another night. And, of course, I'm not the one doing the moving. Apparently, Shaq is doing that under his own accord. So, officially, ladies and gentlemen, uh, of course, because the reason being was because he was able to probably maintain it a little bit better on a different night than when, where we had it. So, we're going to give it a try right here for a little bit. So, officially, ladies and gentlemen, Thursday nights have now become a two-show evening. And what I mean by that is, is that right before NWO Wolfpack, of course, uh, on Thursday nights, Rest and Debate will be on at 7 o'clock on Thursday nights now, starting next week, officially. Uh, so that way, every time, so we will have, we'll definitely get them set up. And it will be every Thursday night now, instead of every Wednesday night. So right now, as it stands, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, we have two we have two shows each and every night. Every Tuesday night, of course, is Wrestling Revisited and then Revolution. Now every Wednesday night it's outside the ropes, then Revolution. Thursday nights is Wrestling Debate, then NWO Wolfpack. And of course, every Friday, of course, Sports Machine, and then of course Revolution. And by as the well. way, if you want to listen to the best damn weekend preview show, definitely check out the machine, nine four four one five eight five. 4 p.m., Justin, myself, and Shaq have a lot to talk about. We did another very good show this afternoon. We did have a lot to talk about. And speaking of which, we now want to congratulate the San Diego Padres. They are now in the next round. The Cardinals have been folded, so their season is over. So two more, pretty much two more Central National League Central Division teams, the Cubs and the Cards, are going home until next season. So, ladies and gentlemen, what we're going to also start working on here now, of course, and however, and we're still, I'm still going to kind of work out a couple of little plans here and there, but we're going to try to, we're going to try like to start a new experiment here, even if we have to wait till go into next year to do it, is that, of course, that leaves, of course, Saturdays, Sundays, and Mondays with one, with only one show. So what we're going to possibly start doing is we're going to try to incorporate some of the shows that are currently in existence right now. Uh, we're going to try to incorporate some of them on either Saturdays, Sundays, and or Mondays. So uh, so we will be, of course, letting you know here about some of the sh some of these shows and see if any of our guys here would like to take take control of some of them and give them a little bit of a try and see what we can do. Um, <clears throat> but we'll keep you informed about that. But we would like to be kind of interesting to see like two shows on seven days a week. It'd be kind of interesting to kind of see that happen. We've already got them on four of them. Let's see if we can try to go for all seven. That would be kind of interesting to see. But we'll let you know about how we do with that here coming up here, of course, momentarily. 
now let's go ahead and go, of course, as of course the big thing we want to discuss here tonight is obviously uh, is obviously of course the uh, um, the the um, predictions for of course this Sunday's um, um, NXT Takeover 31 show. Uh, <clears throat> I will go ahead and point out that on the page WCWS Pay Per View Prediction Center that the matches have officially been posted. Uh, all five matches have officially been posted as of right now. Um, of course, some of, of course, like I said, between, of course, uh, between, of course, like I said, um, um, uh, right here, of course, right here on, um, um, on the show tonight, as well as, of course, um, the pay-per-view prediction center page, of course. I just put my Okay, you just got you got yours in for that. Okay, very good. Um, but of course, like I say, anyone, of course, also we will definitely do some talking about them here, of course, momentarily. Um, I do, of course, can let you know that some of those who are that are that have, of course, gotten in involved in here with us here thus far. Um, in, in addition to, of course, John has voted for some of these. Uh, Antonio Gutierrez. Uh, has also gotten involved. Uh, and by the way, I'm one other person we'd like to wish a happy birthday to today, Captain Dave Spieler. Oh yes, right. Yes, yes, we have. We, I heard about that. Yes, happy birthday to, of Thank course, a fellow WWS Hall of Famer, of course, a friend, big, a good friend of WCWS. Of and course, of course, Captain you can Dave check out the Captain Quarters podcast, folks. I haven't plugged that for a while. And I know I had to tell him I was going to try to get in at some point, and it's been a while since I haven't had a chance to plug it, but. Yes, check out the Captain Corners podcast, definitely, ladies and gentlemen. You do not want to miss it. Absolutely, of course. And like I said, of course, WWS, of course, uh, like I said, uh, definitely, of course, that does also support the Captain's Corner uh, podcast and also his also his two groups, of course, here on Facebook as well. Uh, like I said, John has, has, posted, has done some posting. Antonio Gutierrez has done some posting. Uh, Alayla, I hope I pronounced her first name correctly this time. Alayla Peters has posted some. Justin, apparently, ladies and gentlemen, due to, of course, a situation going on with Facebook, he is not able to post on the page, but he did give me his predictions here uh, earlier, and I do already have them listed. So he's already locked in, in for this. Uh, and, and, of course, like I said, uh, we have we have five matches, of course, to talk about here, and we'll get we'll get some we'll get some thoughts here from both JD and Justin here. Uh, let me go ahead and pull them up right here, uh, and um, <clears throat> and I think JD, you said that you've already gotten in, you've already done you've already done some voting as well um, for this, but we're going to do some talking about it here because we still got some time here. I know y'all want to share some. Share some share some thoughts about uh, on all this here as well. Um, first match here, of course, we'll talk about here. I'll go to JD first, and I'll go to Justin next. Uh, the first match we'll talk about here, of course, is for the North American title. Uh, Damian Priest defending against Johnny Gargano. Uh, JD, what's your take on this match here, please? Ready to go. Yeah. Okay, uh, North American title match, Damian Priest versus Johnny Gargano. Sorry, I didn't hear you there. 
Uh, as I said today, and I've been saying all week, this is going to be the match of the night, I feel. This is going to be a good, good 15, 20-minute battle, I feel, with two of the best here. Johnny, of course, uh, is very cocky, very arrogant, we know. And uh, we also know, however, about Dean Priest, George, who likes to swing for the fences and hit a bullseye target when he can. He's going to have to be ready for this one, however, mind you. And I think he will be ready for this one. I really, really do, however. Like I said, at the end of the day, it's going to be a good match. Give me Damian Priest in this one. Okay. All right. And, of course, I'm sure you did put that on the page as well. Um, We want to make sure it matches up to what you say here. Is that correct? So you did put that on the page. J.D., is that correct? Yeah. Okay, you did. Okay, very good. Okay. Next match up here, the women's. T- oh yeah, I gotta get Justin's thoughts here. Uh, Justin, your your uh, your thoughts here about the North American title match. Um, I know you've already mentioned your pick, but uh, any thoughts you have about this match going in? Okay, and all he's saying, and of course, he is choosing Damien Priest to win as well. And he also said to tell you, J.D., that you have a tiny penis. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, that's okay. Yeah, I'm kidding, guys. I'm kidding. Uh, before we go any further here, I think we do have someone else now coming in on the line officially. Because we maybe taught, you mentioned about him here a little while ago. But we now have him officially, of course, on on the air here tonight. He is, of course, also a multiple title holder in our Trivia Championship Series. He is also a two-time WWUS Hall of Famer. And, of course, another part of the broadcast team for Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. Of course, course, the owner of the Sports and Pro Wrestling Incorporated Facebook page. He is, of course, the human suplex machine himself. He is... He is the he is uh, he is the one and the only, uh, and we'll eat JD with coleslaw. Uh, <laughs> and that is of course uh, John Gross. Uh, John, welcome of course eight ninety three of Revolution, sir. Good to have you with us here tonight as well. And I think. J.D. Bear Run went after John plays that music. <laughs> oh, Dirty Harry John. Callahan has arrived. And let me just say beforehand, however, I'm sure everyone heard the news. They are moving 
take over to the performance center. Yes, yeah, I read, heard. I read about that on 411 Mania. Which is crazy. Which is absolutely crazy. Of course, what's also crazy it, as well is that WWE is taking over the Cameo and Twitch accounts too. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I agree there. That is 100%. No, that's stupid is what it is. I mean, and even get this. They say that if even if you if you're a talent in WWE and you don't have either one of these accounts, that WWE is going would 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 make you uh, get one, so that way that you can still, you know, make the um um uh, 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 like I said, give appearances and all that. And that and this is desperation right here, guys, because right now with the fact they can't do a lot of events because of the pandemic. They say they claim they're losing money and all that. They're going to this as another source of income. That's what it's all about. It's money coming back into the picture, in my personal opinion. Well, but the, the I talent, got the nice big. Uh, yeah, we can now. Yeah, yeah, we can tell Jay. You know, Roman have agreed to. Like I said, just looking. Like yeah, when I heard about the Twitch thing, it's just it's crazy. It really is. It is. It's certainly. I mean, cameo and Twitch. I read about that. Yeah, so I mean, that was, I mean, unbelievable. I mean, the thing, and also, of course, like I said, I read the thing that Vince McMahon didn't even they didn't even start uh, doing anything about Raw until 2 p.m. that day, and didn't have anything on the table until three hours later. And that was according to 411 Mania was released the story today. And they said he. They said that Vince McMahon has been unaccessible on Raw here lately. Of course, he's he's been unsuccessful, unaccessible in a lot of things, including in the brain department here too. If you think about it. So yeah. Uh, anyway, here, John, let's go ahead and go. Let's just go ahead and go. You get this right here because we're already starting to take over predictions. Uh, the North American okay. title match. The North American title match, of course, Damian Priest defending against Johnny Gargano. Okay, I am going to say Damian Priest to win. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Okay. Justin also said Damian Priest as well. And of course, I'll I'll go. We'll check Antonio's in. I hope I pronounce this girl's name right. Alayla. Is that how you pronounce this yeah. girl's name? It's a, okay. I think it's Alila. That's what I said. Someone that was wrong. That was wrong. Yeah, I keep I just keep saying Miss Peters because I mean I, I mean just because I mean every time I try to say it they say that's not the way you pronounce it. So we need to invite her on the show and then I need to find out exactly how to pronounce her name. So we need to send her an invite to one of the shows sometime and we'll I'll ask okay, her myself. I'll, yeah. I'll just do talk that. To, talk to her see what she says or I might do one of the rooms on Facebook and do it that way. I don't know, but I'll think it's Okay. In the, in the meantime here, guys, let's go go to the next match here. J.D., I'll go back to you. Of course, uh, the women's title match, of course, Io Shirai defending against Johnny Gargano's other half. I can't say pixie. better half because there's nothing that better. The Poisoner Pixie. The Poisoner Pixie. You know, Kansas has been very evil and cunning in her ways, and I'm not saying that to blow smoke up anyone's ass. I mean, she's been very temptuous and evil, and she has shown that she has no heart at this point. After what she did to Tegan Knox, how I'm surprised how that uh, at this point in time, how she uh, basically is still 
allowed yeah. to compete in this match, Har, especially after what she did to Tegan. But as they always say, Har, sometimes how you reap what you sow. The thing is, however, you know Io Shirai wants her in the worst way possible, and believe me, she definitely wants to take care of business her way. The question is, will she do it her way? We'll have to wait and see what happens, obviously. But you know what? I'm taking Io Shirai in this one. Okay. All right. Justin also has said Io Shirai for the record. Uh, John, your thoughts about the women's title match? I can say the same thing, too. Io Shirai. Okay. All right. Very good. All right, next one here. I know JD's going to definitely want to say something about this one. The NXT title match, Finn Balor defended against Kyle O'Reilly. Your thoughts, please. This is going to be a good one, too. I mean, Finn has done pretty well in his second race champion, but they already are talking about turning O'Reilly into a face along with Cole and start to uh, break off apart the Undisputed Era. And it's going to be interesting to see if that will go on as planned, however. Having said that, it will be entertaining, however, and O'Reilly will try his best. Do not mistake me. He will give it a good effort. But at the end of the day, however, unfortunately, however, it could come back to maybe bite him. I could see O'Reilly walking out as champion, but I don't think he's going to get it just yet. I don't think he's going to make it just yet. He's halfway there, but he's going to have to wait a little longer. But right now, I think Finn is going to retain the championship. And do not be surprised if you see a big name return, however, because we've been seeing the video packages, and I'll ask everyone this question, John included, we've seen the video packages of uh, certain NXT guys coming home. The question is, who is it? I've heard different speculation from Bo Dallas to Ricochet to other people. So my guess is it's going to be Bo Dallas, as crazy as it sounds. Yeah, I think so. Okay. And, John, your thoughts about the NXT title match? I'm going to say Finn to retain. Okay. All right. So, J.D., basically what you're saying in a nutshell here for this is that Kyle O'Reilly will give Finn Balor a pretty good challenge, but you don't think he's quite ready to hold the belt yet is what you're pretty much saying. Is that is that correct, J.D.? Yeah. Okay. But like so you, th- you think he's going to give Finn Balor a good run though with it? He will give him a good. He'll try to give him a good effort. I could go ten to twelve minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you, but you don't think he'll be able to catch it quite? Finn's yet. not going to lose just yet. Finn, if they give the title belt off Finn this quickly, they're sending themselves up for fail. I don't think mm-hmm. Finn's going to lose the belt just yet. I really don't. Okay. And and Justin did also say Finn Balor was going to retain as well. Next matchup here, of course, just a typical one-on-one matchup here. J.D., I'll start with you and asking about this. Kushida taking on the Velveteen Dream. Well, you think about it, the Velveteen Dream, however, has had his hands full, however, since he got back, however, and he knows right now he's going up against one of the time splitters. Kushida, however, with that wakeboard finisher is very, very lethal, as we all know, however. But you know what, Howard? The Dream, Howard, is going to be falling asleep here because Kushida will put him to sleep. No pun intended. Give me Kushida in this one. Okay. Uh, Justin has also said Kushida will pull this off. Uh, John, your thoughts here about this? Kushida. I'm going to say Kushida. Gesundheit, by the way. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Uh, And also, of course, the last one here in before I go to this last one here, I want to emphasize this. And, J.D., you did answer this question last night, but I want to reemphasize this again. 
to your knowledge, okay, to your knowledge, there are not, you're not expecting to add anything else to this pay-per-view other than these five matches. Is that correct? As of now, yes, that is correct. I would not be surprised if you had a sixth, but I do not see it happening right now. Okay. All right. So do you think they pretty much for the time being have a good, a good, a good card yeah. right as far as this? Because adding, adding on something else, kind of spoil the bunch a little bit. I mean, in a personal opinion, I mean, I think right uh, now, how like I said, I they're going to keep it the way it is right now. Okay. Oh, by the way, guys, if y'all want a good laugh before I go to this last match, I'm sure, of course, um, y'all have already heard, of course, the fact that our beloved president has contracted the virus, him and his, him and the first lady. And I can thank John for uh, calling me at 2 o'clock this morning to inform me, however, because I was laying in bed when they got the phone call. And, John, I thank you for the phone call, by the way, in the biggest way possible, because I, as soon as John told me that, I sat up in bed, and I was watching CNN for a little bit, however, and everything, mind you. And, uh, and now, now, go ahead, please finish yours. We now hear that Harvey Weinstein was hit with six additional criminal charges from three alleged rapes. In Beverly Hills. Well, la de freaking da. An extradition you. hearing is set for December. 11. It says here in total, it says here, the LA District Attorney's Office has filed 11 counts against Weinstein. If convicted on all charges, the prosecutor's office said he could face up to 140 years to life in prison. He's going. He's going to die within the next 20 or 30 if he lives that long. Joe Biden tried. To- but anyway, what I was also going to say here, two things. First of all, you better not drop that soap. You got that right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jay, yeah. John's going to send Big Bubba in my camera. Yeah, yeah. There you go. But anyway, anyway. Not only am I going to send Big Bubba, I'm going to send in the health inspector. Holy! <laughs> that, that's it. That's even ten times. There you go. Anyway, two things I'm bringing about this about this why I, this is why I brought this up. Number one, 411 Mania found it found it more interesting that that they put this story about Donald Trump in as a wrestling story because of the fact that he was involved with WrestleMania 23. So, call me crazy, but that's they counted yeah. counted as a wrestling story according to 411 Mania. Crazy? Yes. My personal opinion. But I still read it. So, there you go. And second of all, I did also find out about who was actually running the country right now, and that is Donald Trump's toupee. It was not affected by the virus. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's giving it a whole it's lot of... Frankly, he doesn't have a toupee. <laughs> yeah. And of course, like I said, it's it's, it's, it's the first time we've seen a bush in the White House. <laughs> oh, did you know what they said? But you, the trick is, you know what they said when that happened? What's that? We've got Bush. We've got yeah. Bush. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, so yeah, but I mean, of course, while we may not, of course, all of us here are not crazy about Donald Trump. I know J.D., is definitely is number is the number one person in the whole world that does not like this guy, uh, but of course we're saying it as to be sympathetic because of the situation of the virus. Yes. Of course we hope he 
recovers him in the first lady. So there you go. And we're going to be good sports about it in this case. I'm sure y'all would. Everyone on Facebook, I know, has been saying that all oh, some, yeah, some have had been mean about it, some have been cruel about it, some don't care. And, you know, I mean, as much as I don't like the man, and you know I don't like the man personally, I mean, like I said, you reap what you sow sometimes, as they always say, however. In this case, I think he did, you know. And he brought this on, hey, he brought this on himself, and he... That's what my mom to said too, John. My mom said the same thing. Yep, you're 100% right. Yep. There you go. There you go. He brought... I mean, he... I mean, he, he kept telling us day in and day out, oh, this, oh, this pandemic is fake. This is cruel. It's, it's, it's going to disappear. It's going to go away like a miracle. Well, Trump, hate to break it to you. I hate to break it to you. It's not going anywhere. Well, some speculate well, if, he loses, if he leaves the White House, it is. Some people say it is. Some people say that once, if he loses the, the election, I'm just going with what I heard. So I mean, I'm I'll just hearing. Okay. Okay. Well, while we wait, for you, while, while JD, of course, like you said, comes back, we'll just go ahead and go straight to John here. On, of course, the last match here, of course, talking about the NXT Cruiserweight title as Santos Escobar defends the belt against Isaiah Swerve Scott. Uh, Justin has already said that Isaiah Swerve Scott is going to win this belt. John, your thoughts about this match? I am going to say, um, I am going to go with, what was the main event now? What was the last one again? What was the mattress for the Cruiserweight title? Oh, okay. Okay. I'm going to say Isaiah Scott. You're going to say Scott as well. Okay. 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 Let's see if JD, JD, have you returned? Uh No, I guess he's not. No. Nope. Okay, yeah, because he actually, he actually, I think he dropped the soap, and of course, he's paying the price. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, yeah. yeah, that means John, you get to host Raw Radio for me. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. pop me another yeah. one in bad boys. How about it? Okay. Uh, while we wait for JD to return here, let me go ahead and give you this one more time: ten fifty-six p.m. Eastern Time, of course, uh, Friday, October second, two thousand and twenty. Episode 893 of WCWS Revolution. Uh, Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw, along with the Iceman, Jerry D. Geronimo, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, and, of course, the Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming. Uh, of course, coming up here uh, tomorrow evening at 6 o'clock, of course, we'll have WCWS Power Hour, 141-364-pound, as it will give you a quick review of everything that has been placed on the radio network this week. Also, of course, bring you tomorrow's history and birthdays, plus some wrestling news. I'm back. Okay, well, I heard you. Uh, and I do so have let, some breaking news. Some wrestling news tidbits, of course, as well as, of course, tomorrow's history and birthdays. And, of course, another tiny preview of any updates we have, of course, on our prediction title challenge, of course, for t- uh, Sunday night's takeover show. Remember, Saturday, uh, t- tomorrow evening at 6 o'clock right here on Talk Show. For WWS Power Hour, for the set, call ID 141364 pound. Before we get JD's thoughts on the last match here for TakeOver, JD has something he wishes to bring up. So, JD, please go ahead. 
Yes, according to reports, we understand, ladies and gentlemen, that apparently Kelly Ann Conway has now tested positive for the coronavirus, believe it or not. Oh, my I'm goodness. I'm just on CNN. The White House is infected. The White House has been contract- has contracted the virus. Oh, my God. All right, that's what we need now. So. It says journalists who are working at the White House are testing positive for COVID-19. This was 7.30, so yeah. Yeah, sound the alarm now. Yeah, and yeah, and and of course, also I got to do this right here based upon, of course, of course, the story we've been hearing, of course, all, all, uh, all night long okay. here. And indeed, this is not aimed towards you this time, so don't take it personally. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And of course, also I've got to do this here as well. I'm, and I'm sure y'all love this a whole lot better. <laughs> Here's yeah. another one. Yeah. And of course. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> That's what she said. Oh, yeah. Okay. There you go. Okay, JD, let's go to you for the last match here. Of course, the cruiserweight title match: Santos Escobar defending against Isaiah Swerve Scott. Swerve has done pretty good, however, but he is going to have a big challenge ahead of him, however, in the form of Mr. Escobar, however, mind you, however, and of course his entourage, however, of Juan King Wild and Raul Mendoza. So you know what, Escobar is going to win this one. But you know what they also said, how after they said, hold on, uh, uh, hold on a second, uh, where is it, uh, uh, where is it? This, this is what they said, how after Trump got the virus, we love this though. Let me just get it going here in a second here. Just hold on a second. By the way, tomorrow night, how Jim Carrey makes his debut as Joe Biden and Maya Rudolph as Kamala Harris while Baldwin returns to his role of Mr. Trump. On the season premiere of SNL with Chris Rock hosting. But this is what they said, however, after Trump contacted the vice. Hold on a second. Here's what they said. Yeah, and and of course, and of course, when JD heard, heard about Donald Trump, he had to get up and eat. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, let's see here. Um, let me see here. Let me see here. Uh. Mm, uh, what's something else I can use here? Oh gosh, what is something else I can use there here? Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, okay, no, no, not the, okay. Um, you guys, guys, got to remember also when we had the Spanish flu back in the night back in 1918 through 1919. Uh, Woodrow Wilson, the president, he got the flu. 
My name is Darth Vader. I come from yeah. the planet Vulcan. Shut up. Yep. So I have some. So also while I'm while I'm at it here, while I'm at it right here, I do have some thoughts on SmackDown to be exact. Okay. I mean, I also, should have known. If you don't mind me. Oh, I don't, I don't mind, but for one quick thing, of course, with what we've been hearing about Trump and the convincement man tonight, I think we can all agree about about this one clear fact about both of them. You are one pathetic loser. No, not taken. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. You suck, you jackass. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay. John, go ahead. Yourselves, please. Please go ahead. Well, well. Okay. So I knew I should have known that Little Miss Bliss and the Fiend were together all along. I mean, we saw that a month ago. I knew we saw it a month ago. And when we saw it on the KO show, it was pretty clear that she was. She was really wacko tonight. I know. Wacko like we've never seen. Yeah. Yep. Also, also, despite Sami Zayn cheating once again, I have to say, good match between Zayn and Hardy for the Intercontinental title still. But, Yeah. (laughs) Sasha didn't have much to say. All she said was, I'm coming for Bailey this week. So, so don't expect that match to end without any shenanigans. Do not expect that match to end without any shenanigans. As far as the draft is looking, as far as the draft is looking, I I don't know who's going to go to SmackDown, I don't know who's going to go to Raw, but I think my early picks of SmackDown, KO, uh, KO, he could be one of those guys to go to SmackDown because he has unfinished business with The Fiend we'll see next week. Yeah. Um... I know. For Raw, I would think I would think that they take the Fiend and Alexa. Well, actually, Fiend should stay on SmackDown. For Raw, I think they should have Jeff Hardy or Sheamus in there and Matt Riddle. But please, God, don't don't bring King Corbin on my TV. Do not bring King Corbin on Mondays. Because I've already had enough of that. Speaking of Matt Riddle, what was up with that hairstyle tonight? Seriously. I don't know. I, I really don't know. <clears throat> well, Justin actually, uh, John, don't mean to cut you off there for a minute. Justin actually has also a a prediction about who might come to SmackDown. <clears throat> uh, 
And this is a very interesting one, as a matter of fact. He's saying that Keith Lee will. will. It could happen. I, I mean, I could. Now that. that happen. Now that. You go after, oh, I'm sorry. But he's going after, but and also possibly go after the Universal title. Yes, I said with Roman, yeah. And, of course, like now, I said, get rid of all the cheap crap. I mean, jeez. <clears throat> That's a joke and a half right there, using that part of your own family, family's heritage and all that stuff, guy. I mean, that's a... Yep, I agree. That, that's a slap in the face. More than a slap in the face. I mean, the thing about it is he has... I mean, yeah, he may, he may be... Yes, I'm not denying the fact he's part of a big dynasty of some great wrestling talent over the years. Including, of course, The Rock and, of course, The Rock's grandfather. And I've uh, got you know, like, like Rikishi, like Yokozuna, the high, um, and, and uh, the Wild Samoans and and every and everything under the sun. But I mean, come on, give me, give me, give me a break. I mean, he has not earned that moniker yet. And of course, until they, they until they just bestow it upon him, you know. There ain't no way, there's absolutely no way possible that he needs to be called that. And, of course, that's just Heyman putting all that garbage in his head, in my personal opinion. That's what you call a shrewd operator right there, in my personal opinion. But yep. please finish your Go ahead. Yep. Yeah, Keith Lee having the SmackDown, that, that would be... Amazing if he were were to go straight down. He, I mean, he could fight with Roman. He could fight with Sheamus. I could see him, you know, fight with the Fiend, Sami Zayn, and and others to be exact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, like I said tonight, like I said, although you, like you said, Chad, although we we may not like one our president, we just have to pray for him and hope he gets on the right recovery. I mean, I mean, I've heard reports that he he he's not breathing on his he's not breathing. I mean, having trouble breathing, having a fever and stuff like that. But but at this point in time, yo, know, we gotta pray for him. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, he's paid. Yeah, he, he claimed for months on end, guys. He said, oh, the virus is going to go away. Oh, the virus is going to disappear. How many times has he said that, for starters? Too many. And now now look at, look at what's come down to. Look at what has come down to. Well, sure. I mean, I, absolutely. Yep. <clears throat> absolutely. Look at of what's course, come I... down to. Yeah. I'm sorry, but of course, like but I said... But thank God, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, Chad, but thank God Biden tested negative. Yes, I agree there. I'll be right back with you guys. Okay, yeah. And J.D., I'm going to have... I'll talk to you later on because I'm going to get going. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, JD, JD's going to take care of some business masturbation. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Um, yeah, but anyway, like I said, I mean, we we will, of course, pray for, we will, of course, be praying for our, of course, our 
pre pre president and, and and first lady hot sex. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> but of course. Oh my uh, god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's, an old, it's an old Saturday Night Live thing that I'm doing. Okay. It's, I don't know if you remember the Mister Subliminal, in which he would say something out loud, and all of a sudden he says something else right behind it that had was yeah. kind of yeah yeah. Like, Yep. Yeah, that's what I was doing. That's that that, yep. that that's what I, that, that's what I was doing. When I was talking about JD douchebag. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Well. Yeah. Well, I am. Well, I'm gonna head out, and I will talk to you guys next week. Okay, John. We thank you very much, sir. And I hope and, you. I hope everybody enjoys. NXT TakeOver, I know I will. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of matches that are going to be good. Balor and Riley, uh, Gargano and Grimes, JD versus versus his anus. Oh, oh boy. JD <laughs> uh, versus John, the winner gets control of Raw Radio. Hey, there you go. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, okay. you, well, you, Justin, and JD, take care tonight. And like I said, like I said, Mr. President, although we don't do not like you, we we pray for you. We hope you we hope you get this virus healed. We hope we hope you get better. And like I, like all of us said, it was overhyped. It was overdone. But looking in my eyes right now, it's not. But right. Mr. President, hope you get better real soon. That's what I definitely agree. Yep. Uh, thank you very much, here, John. Like I said, you also enjoy. So that Biden can kick his can kick his rear end out to Washington D.C. Yeah, I mean, think about yeah. So, so obviously, it's going to be That's something. That was me being sympathetic at first, but when I said Biden, you didn't see a sympathy of me. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't believe they put that Donald Trump story on 411 Mania as a wrestling story. That was hilarious. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's when he tackled Vince to the ground at WrestleMania 23. Well, that's the, that's the reason why they that's the reason why they put it as a wrestling story, because like I said, it's because of the wrestling connection. Obviously, of course, they talked about, it, and that was the match that match at WrestleMania 23 uh, with him and Vince, and of course, like I said, Bobby Lashley versus Umaga. So I mean, that was yeah, amazing. Yep. All right. Yeah. Well, I, well, I am definitely getting out of here. I will talk to you guys late later on. Okay, John, have a good weekend. Of course, enjoy. Y'all have a good weekend and take care. All right, and talk to you on Raw Radio on Monday. Take, take care, John. Yes, sir. <clears throat> yes, sir. All right, thank you very much. Of I course, do, I do. <laughs> there you go. And of course, we of course that was Human Suplex Machine, John Gross. We thank you very much. Leader John, uh, Justin, of course, also says here Trump may not be his personal favorite. But Justin, of course, also out of respect, is also praying for him as well for his uh, safe recovery. And that's what Trump is doing right now. And that too. <clears throat> yeah, anyway. Um, 
And of course, now let's go ahead and see. Uh, let's do like a quick check here as far as, as far as of course the uh, uh, five matchups for Takeover here as far as our our on the pay per view prediction center page of course, and of course we do speaking of which we do have some of those to mention here before we leave the air tonight here as well. So I will be bringing to those to everyone's attention as well. See if we got any updates about those. There was something else. Well, I'm going to be rolling here in a second, but I want to let everyone know, check out Raw Radio this Monday, 137-44-PAL, 3 p.m. John, myself, Fonzie, Justin, Zach, Mitt, of course, Shaq, myself, John, of course, along with Chad, Fonzie, and Michelle, Gerard, JML, Jeff, Rhonda, and of course, the Empress Henry Rickenbach will be there. We will talk about another week of the NFL, some college ball. We'll look back at TakeOver, give you our thoughts, and yes, we'll give you our Money Night Raw range and predictions, and also, ladies and gentlemen, we'll talk a little bit about the upcoming draft, who we think will be the best picks of the draft, and also give you our thoughts about past drafts as well. So definitely check out Raw Radio this coming Monday. So till Monday, however, you guys all stay safe, be careful, and just use common sense this week. However, whatever you're doing, and just use common, I said use common sense and just be careful this weekend, but I'll be talking with you guys throughout the weekend, most of you guys anyway. So until Monday, I am out for the night. Okay, thank you very much, JD. Thank you very much, sir, and we'll talk that you like to the weekend very much. Of course, we, of course, we thank, of course, uh, we thank, of course, uh, uh, J, JD as well to uh, uh, for uh, <clears throat> for of course c- coming coming in here tonight here as well. Um, okay, um, and okay, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, we're like I said, just getting a couple of uh, of course get again again a couple of quick updates here about some of the. Uh, for some, some of the folks who have, of course, <clears throat> who have, of course, um, voted on the uh, five matches, of course, at uh, NXT uh, Take for NXT Takeover 31, of course, here on Sunday, we of course are we are we are of course uh, obvious obviously of course uh, um, <clears throat> we are we are of course definitely. Um, Getting that up to date here as well, and of course we'll we'll work on trying to get. Uh, uh, we're definitely working. We're going to work on uh, uh, definitely getting <clears throat> seeing if hopefully between now and Sunday we have any more folks popping on. Uh, like I said, so far we have five folks that have officially signed up to, of course, take part in the in the uh, <clears throat> in this prediction title challenge. Of course, in addition to JD and John. As of course, I also mentioned the Soul Man Justin Lewis Fleming, as well as of course Antonio Gutierrez, and also Alayla Peters has also of course taken part in this. So we do have five folks so far. Hopefully, we'll have some more popping on here. Of course, here after we had a very banner week, of course, this past week, and uh, <clears throat> and of course when we had of course a total of fourteen people uh, take part for Clash of Champions. Maybe we can have maybe we'll have more folks. On, uh, we'll definitely have more folks on here for for that here as well. <clears throat> um, okay, as far as of course some of the other polls here, of course we did have some that were of course tied, and uh, <clears throat> as far as of course some of our newest OVWS belts, and also of course one or two belts of course on the Revolution Radio Facebook page. Let's go over there and go through all of those here uh, pretty quickly. 
The OVWS Radio Championship poll right here. Apparently, uh, we never got, we never broke the tie between, of course, Eddie Garza and Anthony Chobot. So now, ladies and gentlemen, once again, we are going to have to continue to expand this, uh, <clears throat> expand this until next Friday. Uh, uh, to next Friday, October the 9th, to give us an opportunity here. Uh, the winner, of course, of this match here, of this of this poll, of course, right here, will become the new OVWS radio champion. Um, as far as, of course, like I said, the OVWS women's championship poll has not still not moved as of yet either. Uh, of course, like I said, that's also, of course, been extended to next Friday the 9th. Uh, okay, apparently, like I said, we, we thought we had, of course, uh, uh, multiple votes here as far as um, the uh, um, brutality. We already kind of announced that Mitt, Mitt, of course, picked up the new brutality title. And, of course, we still had that marked down, of course, from last night. So, ladies and gentlemen, he is still considered the new OVWS Brutality Champion, of course, in that as well. Uh, the Valley Championship poll, of course, between Russell McDaniel and, and, of course, JD. We have not received any other votes here as well. So that one has also been is – going, is going to be extended also until – Next Friday the 9th as well to see if we can get any. To, of course, try to break the tie between, of course, Russell and JD. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> um, we still have not received any other votes for the Southern Tag Team Championship. As we know, as we said, of course, Jody Valentine, of course, has won one half of the Southern Tag Team belts that nobody else has been voted on here as of yet. So this one is also going to, once again, be extended until, of course, like we said, next Friday, uh, October the 9th. Of course, <clears throat> as we said, Antonio Gutierrez did win the Saturday Night Special Championship, and also Danny Pomote Park also won the OVWS Television Championship. Uh, some of these belts here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, <clears throat> some of these belts, of course, like I said, uh, were possibly was going to be used in our prediction title challenge here, of course, as far as, of course, receiving shots at these belts. But we have not received any uh, since we have not received anything here as of yet. Uh, of course, uh, we will, of course, come up with something here between now and before Sunday. Ladies and gentlemen, just sit tight for one second before we call it an evening. I will be right back here. Of course.
Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. I'm back here now. Okay. <clears throat> now, of course. Oh, oh, okay. Now, of course, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we will now go to, of course, uh, the uh, <clears throat> the belts, of course, concerning, uh, as you know, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we did have, of course, um, <clears throat> We also did have, of course, uh, we did, of course, um, um, <clears throat> we did, of course, have of course, our first and second place belts for the Clash of Champions prediction title challenge. And, of course, we had not, uh, we had to, of course, obviously, um, so let us go ahead and give you, of course, the results of those. Plus, of course, some of the belts, of course, being defended by or involved in, of course, our own Danny from Oak Park. Give you the official some of the official results here for those. Uh, as of as of of course of the final tally for the two uh, the, the two uh, belts here from the Clash of Champions prediction title challenge, ladies and gentlemen, um, your winner and the new WCW US Clash champion <coughs> is, and of course he did he just left us here just a couple of moments ago. He is, of course, the Iceman, uh, Jared D. Geronimo. So congratulations to congratulations to JD for that. And as for the WWUS Attitude Era Championship, which was the main belt, of course, after, of course, like I said, after numerous votes here, Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziegler, did not officially receive any votes here for this. Of course, the final tally... Antonio and Sha Antonio Gutierrez and Shaquille Cole Cephas was tied with two votes apiece. But your winner, ladies and gentlemen, with five votes, ladies and gentlemen, and your new WCWS Attitude Era champion, as well as, of course, the winner of the official uh, undisputed winner of the Clash of Champions prediction uh, title challenge, uh, Mr. Justin Carter. So, Congratulations to Justin here, of course, for pulling off the victory, of course, here in, in that. <clears throat> now, ladies and gentlemen, of course, also, as you know, the WCW, the WWF US, NWA US, and ROH US Empty Arena Championship belts. Uh, of course, like I said, we did this voted up until tonight. Of course, we did have uh, three mat separate matches scheduled between the same two folks here, so we just decided just to do this in this manner. To of course, uh, via via of course these poll the, our poll tournaments here to see who whoever received the most votes would receive these three belts. And ladies and gentlemen, with a final tally of five votes to four, your winner and the new WWF US. NWA US and ROH US Empty Arena Champion. Um, 
of course, holder of all three of these belts, the Empress Anne Marie Rickenbach has won all three of those title belts. So congratulations to Anne on that. And we'll be doing some more concerning the empty arena uh, championship belts here, of course, here very, very soon. So we'll keep you apprised of that. Um, as for the as for what people thought was the best match at Clash of Champions, of course, six people thought that the Intercontinental title match was the best one. Uh, three folks thought that the U.S. title match was the best match as well. <clears throat> now, ladies and gentlemen, I will, of course, make some updates on this here, of course, here in a little while. But uh, as for the matches involving Danny from Oak Park, the FMW US World Heavyweight title match between, of course, of course, Mitt defending the title against Danny with a score of four votes to one, ladies and gentlemen. Mitt Patel retains the FMW US World Heavyweight title. Uh, of course, Danny defending the WCW US Maple Leaf title against the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie with a final tally of three votes to one, ladies and gentlemen. Your winner and your new WWUS Maple Leaf champion, the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie. The Lucha US Gift of the Gods Championship, Danny defending against the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds. Uh, of course, with a final tally of five votes to two, your winner and the new Lucha US Gift of the Gods champion, the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds. The NJPW US Intercontinental Championship, Michelle defending against Danny with a score of four votes to nothing. Uh, Michelle retains the NJPW US Intercontinental title. <clears throat> uh, we, of course, uh, the WWUS World One Championship, of course, Danny defending against Shaq. Right now, ladies and right now, of course, uh, of course, post being after of course being posted uh, earlier in the week, uh, Danny and Shaq are actually tied at two votes apiece. So, ladies and gentlemen, this one will be extended until next Friday, October the 9th here as well. Of course, like I said, you still have an opportunity to choose whether Danny retains the World One title or if Shaq becomes the new champion. And, ladies and gentlemen. The WWUS Ironman Heavy Heavy Metal Weight Championship, of course, Danny defending the title against the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, with a final score of six votes to nothing. Your winner and your new WCWUS Ironman Heavy Metal Weight Champion, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Danny right now is, is undecided about one belt. Uh... And it looks like uh, uh, he may have probably lost uh, pretty much s several several of them, of course, here as well. Um, <clears throat> um, several matchups here, of course, where he was, of course, just a challenger in that. So, but of course, one good side to this, of course, he did he, he did pick up a belt, of course, here. Um, <clears throat> Of course, here, of course, earlier in the earlier in the um, in the week, of course, I was when we did the uh, the OVWUS belts. He did pick up the OVWUS Television Championship, so he did pick up that belt there as well. So at least he's not going home empty in, in that respect. 
So, but like I said, Danny will have, once Danny comes back, I'm sure he's going to do have a big opportunity to go after those championship belts. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we were also hoping once again to have this match for the FMW US Hardcore Championship. JD defending against the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds. Of course, of course, Miss Michelle, of course, has not been has has not been able to be on the show due to, of course, personal reasons. And we were kind of hoping to have her on here, of course, at some point down the road. Um, but uh, um, but of course, uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, but of course, hopefully, like I said, at some point down the road here, we will of course have her back on, so of course we can have this. We can of course have this trivia championship matchup. But of course, like I said, we hope she's doing well. Hopefully, we get a chance to hear from her again here sometime here in the near future. Um, but of course, ladies and gentlemen, we'll do some updating here on this and let everybody know, of course, of all the official results here, of course, here from this evening here as well. On that note here, folks, ladies and gentlemen, as we go into, of course, 11.30 p.m. Eastern Time on uh, Friday, October 2nd, 2020, uh, we thank you very much for listening in to episode 893 of WWUS Revolution. That's, of course, seven episodes away from the big 900 which, of course, that will be coming up. I do believe uh, we did say this. We did, did, did say, of course, coming up here on, uh, let me see here, uh, uh, two weeks from this coming Tuesday will be, of course, uh, the official episode number 900 of Revolution. So we'll, we'll definitely have, hopefully have something good, big time planned for that episode. But we'll keep everybody informed about that here coming up here. Uh, coming up here in the, in the days ahead, indeed. I definitely want to thank the Iceman, Jared Gerolamo, as well as the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, and the Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming, for joining me here this evening. Of course, we got a whole lot of discussion, discussion out of the way, including, of course, like I said, uh, prediction, I mean, takeover predictions, as well as, of course, thoughts and opinions about what happened tonight on SmackDown, and, of course, some also some history and some birthdays. And some wrestling news tidbits there as well. So we definitely we had a pretty we had a real good show here tonight. So we hope to of course have a have a good one on WWS Power Hour tomorrow evening at six o'clock, one four one three six four pound. And also this uh, Sunday morning at eight a.m. Do not forget WWS this morning, eight oh five eight six one three pound. Of course, as well as we get you of course prepped that morning of course for. Uh, Sunday night's uh, TakeOver 31 show. Hopefully we'll have some more folks, of course, joining in in the prediction title challenge, putting their picks down, of course, on the pay-per-view prediction center page for, of course, this event. And, uh, of course, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, everyone is going to stay receiving a, a championship belt that, 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 that's involved with this. Everybody is going to have a – is going to receive – a shot at a trivia championship belt. Of course, I will be setting up some in front. I'll be setting up some matches, of course, by checking out WWUS Universe, where our Hall of Champions list is. I'll keep everybody apprised about who will get what shot at the belt. Uh, but, of course, we'll keep you apprised of all that here coming up here very, very soon indeed. Uh, 893, a revolution, of course, is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com, where we are, of course, uh, five years older and continuing to be bolder. 
the radio network continues to be and will forever remain your <coughs> your wrestling connection. Folks, definitely take care of yourselves and each other here to, this evening. Remember Mr. WSW and this weekend as well. Remember Mr. WSWS's words to live by. Of course, keep your hands clean, keep yourself clean, and of course, definitely, ladies and gentlemen, definitely say a humongous prayer for, for of course, for everyone, uh, your family, your friends, and of course, our entire nation and our entire world as we, of course, continue to cope with this pandemic situation. But, uh, but like I said, folks, ch- check out all of our uh, uh, groups, of course, here on Facebook, including, of course, the group entitled that I just started last night called a gaseous affair. We've added some more videos, of course, from YouTube, of course, of some some of the, some of the funniest moments in the hit uh, involving a lot of farting and a lot of belching. So, <laughs> so if you definitely check that out there, here as well. Some more stuff was posted earlier today, so definitely check that out if you want to to listen in on that there as well. Um, and we'll probably add some more stuff on there coming up here very very soon. So be sure to listen in on that. Uh, and, of course, check out all of our other groups as well. And also check out all of our past episodes of all of our shows, of course, on uh, Talk Shoe as well, of the radio network, of course, still going strong since 2015. Check out everything we've got out there from shows that are not even going on right now to some of our shows that are, we are currently doing as of, even as we speak. So be sure to check out everything here, of course, here in WWUS this weekend. And please feel free, of course, to hit us up on anything and everything that we've got posted if you wish to, of course, uh, sign off on even if, even if the post is several years old, we still love to hear what your thoughts are about anything that we anything we have posted and said and everything of that nature. Indeed. Take care and God bless, here, folks. And remember, since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the one and the only, the WCW US Radio Network. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, <clears throat> we will now, of course, obviously, uh, we will, of course, uh, of course, to close out tonight's show, we will play, of course, our opening uh, theme here tonight, which was, the, which was the official theme song that was used for this year's WrestleMania 36, the song Blinding Lights by The Weeknd. Take care and God bless, folks. We'll talk at you here, of course, this weekend and also next week in the WWS Radio Network. Take care, and God bless.
WSWUS Radio Network. Have a great weekend, folks. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.